I'm Thomas Irwin, and you're listening to the Niagara Moon Podcast. I have quite the episode for this week. I talked to a Canadian R&B singer-songwriter, Story. She is a fantastic musician, an amazing vocalist with excellent songs, and quite the, um, I mean, for lack of a better word, Story. Uh, she's had quite the journey from her childhood studying music and um, amassing a giant volume of songs up until uh, this point of releasing her brand new very first album, Chapter 3, The Come Up. I was enthralled the whole time and uh, very excited to share that with you. She has a very cool single out at the moment called Leave My Heart Behind. So I'll play a little bit of that and uh, we'll get into it. Take off this I'm currently just trying to release my music, so I've I've pretty much just been like a homebody, um, trying to learn uh, Photoshop and designing my cover art and learning like Hootsuite and all these things that you have to do as an independent artist releasing music. So I actually haven't even been creative, like as far as writing music and. You know, I've been itching to write new songs. I have so many ideas, and I'm like, no, sit down on this chair and just work. Um, So there's been days where, like, I'd have, like, a 12-hour day in front of the computer, and my legs get swollen from (laughs) with water. Like, I have, like, water in my ankles because I've been sitting for so long. Like, it's terrible. But the one creative thing I am doing, actually, is I'm doing a claymation. So that kind of, like, offsets non-creativity so you're doing a claymation video yes like Wallace and Gromit style yes oh it's God. gonna be dope I'm uh, I'm actually really excited I'm doing it in my basement with two of my friends so yeah I was, I was gonna say the uh the just sitting down and focusing on the the grunt work and putting creativity to the side I can definitely relate to that I've had more than a few days like that um like you're somebody who's pretty much taking it on all yourself, like DIY with the music making and with um, publicizing and just everything that goes into uh, a release, like a single or an album, you're you're taking it on yourself pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much a one-woman show. Um, like I wrote all my songs, I produced all my songs. Um, it's a concept album of like 11 songs that's coming out. Um, I've only put out my first single, but like there's a lot of music and, um, essentially, yeah, like it's been, it's, it's been a crazy journey trying to like put it all together myself. Um, my, my buddy actually that you just saw walk past there, he, um, He's been my like co-writer and co-partner um, amongst this whole thing. So, but he lives in a different like eight-hour drive from me. Okay. So like we'll get together like maybe once a month. Yeah, yeah. And we would write or we would like you know do stuff together. But yeah, it's been uh, it's been a whole like DIY. This has been all even like 
a lot of the music videos have been just like I learned Premiere Pro and edited it. Not the first one that just came out. <laughs> I luckily had some some amazing people in New Orleans when I was driving through there who actually just like took on the project. They loved the oh. song. Um, so that was pretty dope. And that was for Leave My Heart Behind? Yes. That video? Yeah, that's a great video. That, I mean, talk about coming out of the gate swinging, if that's the expression. Like, that's a, it's a great single to put your first foot forward. Is that um, like the Thank first? You. Yeah, absolutely. Is that the uh, first piece of original music that you've ever put out into the world? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's it was, exciting. <laughs> it's so exciting. <laughs> I was like, I'm screaming to my family. I'm like, I'm a published artist now. It's out there. Um, yeah. And then like, I had like, I think like 500 views on the video when it like first came out and I'm like, I'm famous now. 500 people have seen my video. You're building the community. Yeah. No, it's, it's really awesome. It's been a lifetime in the making really. Yeah, I I was just looking up um, your bio a bit online to kind of get an idea uh, before I started talking to you. But like you were pretty heavily involved with music from a, a young age. Yeah. Seems, so. so, OK, I grew up singing like Whitney Houston and Celine Dion and Mariah Carey. And those people were my my um, idols. Yeah. And then um I was also singing like uh, Disney songs. That also was kind of my thing. And then after that, I kind of got into like TLC and Lauren Hill. And then I got into a gospel choir and I was doing a lot of soloing at the gospel choir. And then I went to uh, college and university and I studied classical voice and opera. And that was kind of like I fell into that. So I had gone into school and I, I, I auditioned and I went to, um, I auditioned for jazz voice and in the program, they tell you you have to do one year of classical before you could go into jazz. And I thought that was bullshit, but anyways, I that's was like, so, that's weird how they formulate it. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, why? And so I didn't even really practice, but my teacher was like, you're so good. You could be the next Maria Callas. Like, why don't you just practice? And I was just like, all right, um, maybe I'll give this a shot. And I really enjoyed it. And it really like challenged me because it uses your voice in a very different way. So it's like, okay, cool. Like this is, I don't really need to study jazz voice. Like this is something that I should study because like I've already kind of done this kind of other study on my yeah. own essentially. And so I stayed, I stayed with it for a little while. And then uh, as I was doing that, I didn't stay in university. My life took this like crazy turn. And um, that's a whole other story with like drama and like, like a telenovela. And, you know, oh, I whatever. don't know how much you want to dig into that, but <laughs> you, you, you kind of had a hiatus from music. <laughs> Uh, a little bit, not really. I mean, like I was still writing music in, in the studio, but I was in a, an extremely abusive relationship mm -hmm. and, um, and, and extremely ab abusive puts it very lightly. So, um, unless we get into the telenovela, which could be like a three that hour conversation. Whole, yeah. yeah. Um, but I basically, um, once I left that relationship, I had 
probably around 80 to 100 songs that were stolen from me. So when I left, my ex took all the hard drives. He took everything. I didn't even have an MP3 of my voice. And uh, I didn't want to do music anymore. I was really, really um, discouraged. I, you know, when you're in an abusive relationship, your um, self-esteem goes down as well. And uh, the person had like convinced me that I wasn't a good writer, that I wasn't a good singer, that I, you know, told me I shouldn't, you know, perform at all. He never let me go out. He never let me put out any music during that time. So I didn't have control over my music at the time. And so during that time, I started to teach myself how to paint because, um, I don't, I just needed an outlet, I guess. And so I started painting and then I, I had no idea I was going to be like pretty decent at it, you know, and I sold some artwork actually. And then, um, and then I started learning guitar on YouTube and I just, um, started busking, um, and like hiding my identity when I would busk. So that way people wouldn't recognize me. And, um, and then I, after that, I was like, I also like went to Jamaica and I studied like reggae music and stuff like that. And then, um, and then, yeah, and then I, what happened after that? There's just so much. It's right, like, right. Now it sounds like a anyway, whirlwind all around. But, but then after I was done music, like after I was done that relationship and I was like, okay, I don't want to do music anymore. I went to India and I was going to become a yoga instructor and open up a vegan restaurant with my aunt. Wow. Which, okay. By the way, it's very interesting because this vegan restaurant I was going to open up with my aunt it actually opened the day, like their official opening day was the day after I put out my first single. So it was funny because when I came back from India, I told her, I was like, Auntie, like, I, I really want to open up this restaurant with you, but I, I really need to pursue my dream. Like all the omens were telling yeah. me that I needed to go back into doing music, that I had a story to tell, that I had lives to change, that I had people to impact and that my story was just really important. And so I decided to come back and, and, uh, work on my, on my, um, craft and write, uh, an album about my life. And so I've, I've written like, um, three or four albums already oh my god but they haven't been out yeah yeah. so they're they're all in like piano voice form because my buddy that i that i write with tom he is a classical pianist and composer brilliant brilliant man and uh so all of our songs are in piano voice form first and then we change them and, and produce them out with a more of a live band kind of thing and um yeah, so that's kind of why it took so long for me to have music out. You know, it was just kind of like one thing after the other that was just holding me back. But all along the way, like you said, you were creative for the longest time. So you just, I don't know how much you were able to keep with you ultimately after this person had taken away all your. Uh, your recordings and stuff. I don't know how much of that music you were able to remember or hold on to, but all around it, 
It sounds I like wrote, you're sitting on a mountain of, uh, of ideas and inspiration. It's just a matter of getting it out there one piece at a time. Yeah, exactly. I've really like honed my craft, you know, like I'm even though I'm kind of a newbie in the scene, I'm definitely not a newbie to music. So what uh, were the omens or at least um, like the first real indication that getting back into music 100 percent was uh, what you should do? Like what what um, welcomed you back? Would you say? So, yeah, OK, well, yeah. So there's a couple of things. One is that, so I'm not, I'm not like religious anymore, but I'm, res, I'm spiritual. So like, as I was traveling, I backpacked across India and I couch surfed in people's homes and stuff. And, um, it was really a, a, an amazing a journey for three months. Oh, and, yeah. um, I was also, I went to Thailand, I went to Turkey as well on that trip, but primarily I spent my, most of the time in India and, uh, every temple, every church, every mosque, like any place that I could like go, I just kind of prayed and I just asked the universe to guide me in the best way that it needed me. Um, cause I didn't know what direction that was and everything was just kind of pointing to music. Like I had brought along a little, like uh, my little travel Taylor guitar and, um, I would just you know, go into like little places and like sing for people or sing on the street, like uh. in to like kids or like whatever, you know, and um, everybody was just so in awe and just like, oh my God, like you moved me. You, you know, people were, some people were in tears, some people had goosebumps, some people were just like, it was just so beautiful to see that reaction. And I hadn't had that in a really long time because I wasn't allowed to perform, right? So, uh, and then it was really this one person that I can say it was like the definitive clear thing. So I'm in my yoga teacher training yeah. and there's this guy um, and he was in my training as well. He was from England and we're talking and I, he was one of the first people that I really opened up to about my story because at the time I hadn't really told anyone about my relationship and all the crazy stuff that had happened. So this kind of traveling allowed me to just, you know, it's easier sometimes to speak to strangers, right? Because like, yeah. you, you're like, I'm not going to see you anymore. Fresh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might not ever see you again, so it's okay. Um, and he says to me, because I was going to stay potentially after the yoga training, I was going to stay in India and go back to Mumbai to volunteer because I had gone to this slum in Dharavi, which is like the biggest slum in Asia, and they needed people to help out there. And I was just like, well, why not? You know, like, I'm really, I just want to make an impact in the world. So it's like, why not start here? So I said I was going to go to finish my training and then come back and potentially stay there indefinitely. Yeah. So I told this guy that and he goes, listen, story, you're not, you don't just have a beautiful voice. He's like, you have a voice. And he points to his temple and says, you have a story to tell and lives to impact. So please, for all of mankind, go back to Canada, lock yourself in a room, paint, write, sing, do all of your artwork for one year. And if it doesn't go anywhere, if nothing happens, then you can come back and volunteer all you like. But for goodness sake, 
please leave this volunteering shit to us normal people. You are not normal. <laughs> and I was just like, huh, okay. I will, you know, heed this, this uh, warning or, or, you know, advice or inspiration, whatever you want to call it. And I went back to Canada and I didn't really know where I was going to start because I had no idea. Like my ex had told me to, like, I don't have any like um, character that I don't in my voice that I don't really know what I'm, you know. So I just didn't know what genre I was going to sing. I didn't know anything. I just knew that I wanted to tell my story. So I, after about a couple months of like trying to figure things out, I had been living under a rock. So I pretty much didn't know anyone in the music industry anymore because all of my connects with had been through my ex and I mm. didn't have any connections with people any anymore. Uh, I remember that I had a really good friend from high school, Tom. So I called him and I said, Tom, I know you don't really know what's been going on with my life, but I want to write a concept album about it. And would you be willing to do it with me? And he was just like, well, you're only the best singer I've ever known in my whole career. So, of course. And I was like, that's very sweet. And that was the energy I needed. You know, I needed a space to be safe and to feel confident. And I didn't know if him and I were going to be the right fit as far as, you know, musically, because he was a classical pianist mm. and I'm more of like a soul singer. But it was just like, I knew that personally, it was the best and safe place for me to be, to create freely. And it just turns out that we write magically together. So. Wow. So that's pretty lucky fit. Yeah. With the, the whole album, you both are, um, how does it work? Like you come up with all the seeds of each song and you both kind of talk through how you're going to flesh it out, like the instrumentation and play the parts together. Not really. Um, I'm more of like the lyric and melody girl mm -hmm. and he'll do more of the chord structures and but it, it's very organic in yeah. that it's mostly jamming. So okay. we'll sit in a room together. I'll have like a bunch of lyrics that I might have like done free writing or whatever. And then we'll just kind of sit in front of the piano and play and sing and have like a little, you know, recording device on our phones, like voice memo or whatever. And and then just play. And sometimes some of the songs, we have to relearn them from the actual phone because it just comes out perfectly. And we're just like, what like I've had a few times where it was just like, I'm in tears. I'm wow. in tears by the end of it. Um, actually, two of the songs on the album were, were just complete jams. Like 90 to 100% of the song was done at the piano and we had it in that you know four minute chunk and we just had to learn it as it was to record it um 
so that's, you know, but then there's other songs that we take and we're like, okay, I really like this idea. All right, let's structure it this way. So yeah, I want you have to, to be more analytical with here. It. I want you to, I want to put a pre-hook. Let's bring that back, this section back in. Let's move this around. Let's do this, you know, and then we'll kind of structure it that way and maybe, you know, change up the lyrics a bit or whatever, because oftentimes I'm just pulling lyrics from my free writing or from my head. And then I just, you know, might mumble the other parts and then fill in those mumbles or like, you know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty much just like fun and there's, it's not really like sitting down and like strenuous yeah, yeah. work. Um, I do think that comes through in the music, at least the single I've heard so far where it's like, every step of the way you're doing it, you know, just as much for you as you might do for like, uh, you know, the audience you have in mind, you're, you're doing it in a way where you're, you're feeling it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very authentic stuff. Actually this one song, the first single, um, came out a little bit differently. I was actually in a studio with, um, these two producers slash writers and I was just jamming with them and they played a beat and I just started singing to the beat and uh and then I got kind of like the first verse and chorus and um one of the one of the guys in the room he actually helped out with the the melody of the chorus as well and so uh so this song actually has a couple more writers in it. I, and then I went home and I finished the song. And uh, But then they told me that the beat was actually, they, they had given it to somebody else, so I couldn't actually use it. So Tom and I kind of, you know, we, we, we changed it up a bit and we, we even changed the key and all that stuff. So it's definitely not the same song at all now. But... Uh, but it, the inspiration came from a different place. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, you strike me as somebody, like, during the creation process, you're never going to overthink anything. You're always ready to just, like uh, the guy said, the voice inside of you, you're always ready. I don't know if it's from the, probably from all the training and years of experience busking or whatever, but you're always ready to go and, like, ex like channel the next... Uh, the next thing in there the next idea yeah for sure I um I try not to overthink I'm a I'm a very big thinker I actually think a lot and sometimes I can think myself to death so even, so. even with musical ideas <laughs> not so much with musical ideas just um, just everything else just everything else so it's it is a nice place to be in music to not do that and sometimes um like, I think that as artists, so this is why I try not to overthink art so much, because as artists, we can pick at everything and just be like, oh, this could have been better. Or this could have been better and just shit on ourselves, you know. But I think that um, we are like antennae and we're not really, we're just like a vessel to get certain, you know, things out as artists, we are the culture, we are creating the culture. And as much as we emulate culture, we can either, we can also help push it forward or backward. Right. And, uh, it's not really, it's not really ours to judge and hold on to and decide if the world 
is ready for it, if they should like it, if if they should be impacted by it. We don't know what people are going to like. We don't know what we can assume. We can make, you know, hypothesize about it. But I just, I really believe that like, you know, if you created something and it was kind of not good, then don't dwell on it. Just do another thing. Yeah. You don't have to like sit and finesse shit. If you think it's shit, just leave it. You know what I mean? Can't like go polish on to a turd, thing. as they say. Exactly. So it's kind of like I don't know. That's why I'm just like I don't really like to redo songs so much. It's like once I feel like it's at its completion, mm. I don't really tweak too much. It's like either it's gonna go out or I'll just write a new song. I think that's very that's a very healthy approach, and it's. Can be all too easy for some artists to to tinker and to uh, as one guy I talked to recently put it over demo, you know, like you keep stopping yourself short of getting to the final stage. Or um, I completely agree that it's it's much more healthy to just be like, you know, what this is just how it's going to turn out, for better or for worse. I'm not necessarily going to have the best sense of it, and I'll just just keep doing it, move on to the next thing. You know, as soon as I lose the inspiration. Or whatever. Um, right. I'm a big, yeah, I'm a big proponent of like, you're creating it. You were inclined to do it. You got pulled towards these choices at some point for whatever reason. And once you did that, and that's where your sensibilities led you, like, you know, don't come back to it later when you're not in that place anymore. It's like either you were, you were good with it at one point and that's that, or it's like, move on, as he said. Yeah, exactly. That must be critical when, as you said, you have these, what is it, hundreds of ideas at this point that you're just filtering through? I, I mean, I have like hundreds of ideas, but I probably now, since like I left my ex, I've recataloged about a hundred songs. So like completed. Mm. And I usually don't complete any idea unless I deem it to be very worthy. Mm. So I'm, I'm very happy with my catalog. A lot of people would be like, so in your catalog how many songs would you say you really would love to share? And I'm like, I would probably say 90%. Otherwise, I wouldn't have written them. Duh. Yeah. Like, Given up halfway through know. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the album, you said 11 songs. Um, yeah. Are you at liberty to, uh, you know, share the, the title and when it's coming out and all that stuff? So I don't know the exact date that it's coming out. I'd like to say this fall. Um, I wanted it to come out on my birthday, but I think that's a little ambitious. So when's your birthday? Uh, September fifth. Okay. So, yeah. But I'll probably release a single on September fifth. Uh, yeah, so you up. could do that. <laughs> uh, but it's called Chapter Three: The Come Up, and um, it is Chapter Three because I've already written Chapter One and Two. <laughs> But uh, chapter three is where I'm at right now. So, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be dope. Come up, and you are uh, as you said, you're personally handling all the um, you know the stuff around that release promotion or whatever. Are you? How are you going to um, present it? I guess like uh, you know what what are the probably a lot of the themes we've talked about today are going to be on the album. But how would you kind of um, explain further the, uh, you know, what this album's tackling or what the, the specific message you're putting out. Um, I think I want people to kind of discover it a little bit on their own. Okay. 
you don't don't want to over explain like yeah because i'm i think it's it's i'll probably end up giving a little bit more information as more songs come out because i'm even contemplating like putting it out as all singles Mm. and just like throughout the year yeah like maybe one a month or something I'm actually not sure like how I'm going to how I'm going to disseminate it to the world um because I do feel like every song has a, an importance and there's a weight to it because it is a storyline but it also all makes sense as a body of work it's 43 minutes you know there's skits in between um so it's important for me to people con- for people to consume it as a whole as they would a movie you know but i realize that in our day and age of things being like 2 seconds 5 seconds 10 seconds 15 seconds like it's hard to hold people's attention so i i want i want each song to to hold its weight and importance you know equally in a yeah. sense so you can take it piece by piece or has also the uh, potential to be consumed as like a, like a, yeah, one concept. Yes, like exactly. A, like a movie. Yeah, finding that balance is, uh, can be hard to do, but it's satisfying. Like when you, you know, whatever great album out there, you can just pick one particular song when you're in the mood for it. But if you're ready to like commit to it, you're like, all right, I'm on board for story. Let's Let's get into this. You can do the whole thing and take it in as, you know, there's no filler. Yeah. Either way. I love albums like that, personally. You've had a really eclectic background in terms of uh, training in this genre and you know performing in that style. I mean, soul is generally what you say you gravitate towards the most. But um, can you pinpoint like a, a few of the artists out there that you say you've been most um, inspired by or influenced by? It's kind of touchstones for your own sound or? Yeah, I mean, I love all music, so it's very hard for me to say what I am influenced by in that sense. Like, I can't really give you five artists that would be like, oh, but I can tell you who people kind of relay my music to. And I would say I hear a lot um Amy Winehouse, yeah. Adele, mm. uh, Lauren Hill, Erica Badu, uh, Anderson Park. Um, who else? You know that kind of thing. It's good company. So, Alicia Keys. They're all amazing artists. So I'm just like, yeah, sure. <laughs> you can compare me to that. I'm I'm happy with that. <laughs> At this point, are you uh, performing out a lot? Or you have plans no. to tour or anything like that? I do. I, I really hope um, I hope to tour soon. And uh, I'm definitely going to be having a show uh, in my hometown in Toronto and, and probably Montreal as well uh, for the release of the album, if that is going to come out as like a whole album right. uh, this fall. Um, and then hopefully, yeah, tour from there. So do you um, are you ultimately somebody who performing is like the end all be all like that's your favorite part of of 
doing music or like as a songwriting? Like if you had to pick one? If I had to pick one? Okay. Well, I I normally say that I like songwriting and I like performing. I don't like anything in between. So the recording and the... I don't like the recording. Yeah. I don't like all that stuff. I really... Because that's just not the... Cre- it's, I mean, you get creative. Of course right. you can get creative. It's like, not where you're first drawn to, though. Yeah. I, I really like writing and I really like performing. And in fact, a lot of people tell me that it's they think my live performances are so 10 times better than my recordings. And that they're like, how can you like get your voice to... To, it's just this we're not getting how big it is you know we're not getting how and I'm just like I think that it's just some artists are just better live than they are on recordings because there's no way that you can get ener- the certain type of energy or the you know the overtones or whatever yeah, yeah. through a microphone it, it's just not possible it struggle some artists yeah. so um so I love performing because the kind of response that I get is just it's just an it's another level oh. of impact you know it's like an experience how um how long have you been doing music for um so I would say the kind of thing I'm doing now and doing it seriously I would I would say maybe like three years but okay. like I'd always been uh, into music and experimenting and, and writing and stuff. But yeah, I've been um, writing song songs for maybe five years or so. And yeah, I'm not sure where to go from here. I like doing the, the podcast. Um, just like to. Well, yeah, what got you into doing podcasts? Like... Um, well, the first thing was I lived in Seattle for a while. Okay. And uh, I went on somebody else's. But it just got me thinking like, oh, this is something I could do where I would meet a lot of musicians and connect with people in a way I wouldn't really otherwise. And it's fun. And, um, you know, this idea of uh, somebody's interested in this one artist and they come across me that way. Oh, maybe like if there's any cross-pollination. But now it's mainly – Yeah, and it it turned out to be a great way to to make connections um, when I was in that scene. And now it's uh, it's still fun to do, and it's like something to put out to people who are interested in my music and kind of keep them entertained. And um, I learn stuff by just talking to other musicians too. So cool. What's one of the, the biggest things you've taken away? Um, it's been kind of interesting to like. I've had the opportunity a few times to talk to artists that like I wouldn't even consider peers. I consider them just like current musicians that I'm just like a really big fan of that they're not household names or anything but like they're they're established and may or may not be like on labels but talking to them and they're still like oh they got the day job they have they have like all these other responsibilities totally outside of their like artist persona and that's okay wow (laughs) like it's uh is that hard is that hard to 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 realize um yeah, well, I, it's it's complicated because it's not like I don't want to be like a. I never wanted to be somebody who like travels all the time, and uh, I don't really like uh, attracting a lot of attention to myself. So it's not like I had any illusions about being like, you know, some star or something. But um, yeah, just like how hard, particularly financially, the balance is of like 
keeping up releasing music at a certain like quality level and getting it out there in the right channels but then like you know just being uh doing all the adult stuff too so seeing how like even people who i would consider like oh this music is like great they've done it like seeing their kind of struggles sometimes it's been eye-opening i guess mm -hmm. brings you kind of back down to earth um but then also it's still like they still get to do what they love and and do it in a great way and it's it's out there in the world so it, it kind of just like puts me in a more place of like understanding I don't know, as to like, you know, what I'm trying to do myself. Right. Got you. Yeah, it's just, it's like, a, can be a, a daunting time, but it's also kind of exciting just in that it's like the Wild West again. And as you're finding out, like, all the, you have all the power and you don't need to deal with all these like middleman sleazeballs or whatever, like, you have creative control over your. There's a lot of sleazeballs, man. Oh, God. I have a, too low a tolerance for sleazeballs too like if i wasn't so into doing music i have no business being anywhere near like the entertainment industry like that <laughs> that's just not me at all it's crazy like yeah. i really tried for some time actually i was really trying and working and like i drove to la and i was the whole like, thing I had stayed out there for three months and I knocked on doors and I had like a couple offers and I was going back and forth, even yeah. with a major label at one point. And um, I guess it just wasn't the right fit and I just didn't work out and I decided to just go full indie. But it's uh, it's an interesting world, man, especially as a woman. Oh, that just world. complicates everything <laughs> 10 times. So, uh but I, I do. I have dreams of being the next Adele. I have that dream. I mean, your and music it, sounds like it. I mean. Thank you, man. It's appropriate, yeah. You could put that in the podcast, FYI. <laughs> I'm just like, I really, I do, though. I believe that of myself. Like, oh, and yeah. I believe that my story is, so, is important and, it, and it, it needs a worldwide platform. And so I just, I might be delusional, but I'm happy to be delusional, you know, at, at this point in my life. See, see how far you can take it. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm going to try, man. I'm trying to take over the world. So maybe not take over it, but change it. You know? World needs <laughs> changing. I'm trying to be a dictator. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just a <the laughs> disclaimer there. Awesome. All right. Well, story. Where can people find you? Where uh, where do you want people to head to? Yes. Where can people find me? Um, so my name is Story with two R's. That is important. If you put one R, you will find a bunch of probably like children's books or something. <laughs> um, so Story with two R's. That is my name. Um you can find me at Story Music with two R's on Instagram, Facebook, like all the socials. Um, my website is also Story with two R's music.com. I have a, you know, an email list that you can subscribe to and get some sneak peeks. Behind the scenes. Some, yeah, into, and, into, into some music that is not released yet either. Uh -huh. All right, and, exclusive. <laughs> and uh 
Yeah. And then Spotify and iTunes and all those other things, the single is out on there, Leave My Heart Behind. And it's just story with two R's. So put that in and you'll find me. Cool. I'm the only one. And then uh, chapter three, the come up, coming soon. Coming soon. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I definitely uh, really enjoyed this. You have a fascinating story. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how that works out. And um, yeah, I look forward to to seeing it unfold more as you uh, put out this, uh, this, this catalog. Yeah, me too. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been really fun and nice Nice to meet you. Yeah, it's a great time. All right, I am back here again. So that was a trip. Very glad that we ended up getting in touch. I uh, absolutely look forward to that album coming out soon. I'll play you the uh, the entirety of Leave My Heart Behind. Great song. And uh, I will see you next week.
פתאום היא רק דיברה עם מישהו.